0: Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake All Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us today. We're coming in a little late. We had some little technical issues here. This is your host Jim Ventura. Uh, I'm going to just take us right uh, in the next minute live to our discussion about uh, the Seth material and creating prosperity. If you're not familiar with Jane Roberts' work, we do suggest uh, reading. Seth Speaks and the Nature of Personal Reality, if you want to kind of get caught up, but even if you haven't, uh, you can kind of join in the conversation and listen to us for the next 40 minutes or so, and uh, and uh, hopefully get some uh, good insight into changing your reality for the better. Okay, so then we're going to get to... All right. Okay, we're good to go. Yeah. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. Okay, so uh, Mike was telling the story, and he's going to finish telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the part about creation is kind of fun, fun too, too, because I've been all these things I've been doing with the doctor and going there, uh, it gave me a chance to interact with things like just getting a parking spot, because I don't know if you've ever been to the VA a hospital, I'm there mm-hmm. in it. You know, semi, and you finding a parking spot is like a nightmare there. And so, but there's this one area when you first walk in, it's all covered parking, and you just kind of drive down this one block long, and there's, there's rows. And the last, uh, I think, um, two times I've been there, there's been a parking spot right there exactly within two or three spots of where I visualized it. Love it. Uh, I go in the doctor's office and the doctor's happy to see me, (laughs) even though he's got no good news for me, none. But he's coming from that medical perspective where, you know, um, from his perspective, there's no other treatment that is viable in any way unless it has to do with chemotherapy, radiation, surgery, or hormone treatment. And he says anything less than that. But what they tell me, though, when I start really digging into the statistics, is that this particular type of cancer, like the 10 year survival, the five year survival rates, are approximately 100%. Whether you get any of those four treatments or you don't take any of them. The survival rate for those who don't do anything is still 100% after five years. Okay. And then that doesn't look like it. I'm going to finish this part. Then there's the 10-year survival rate. And the 10-year survival rate for um, those that do no treatment whatsoever is 68%. The 10-year survival rate for those who do any one of those four other things, you know, is 73%. Like, what are we talking, 5% difference? And that doesn't, you know, to get that extra 5%, that does not justify the side effects
1: from radiation,
0: chemo, surgery, and hormonal
1: treatment.
0: So, in any case, uh, to me, I'm looking at it as an entire um, creational Project and experience, creating this great health, and every night creating rituals, every day creating rituals based on the self material uh, or you know, programming in my inner self to continuously create at my at my direction it's great health in my body and health itself. And I have um, I have some doubts from time to time, but at the same time I have perfect faith. In my inner self, the only thing I have a question from time to time is, have I got my ducks, my internal impediments to health, Have I got those ducks in a row, or have I got them, you know, kind of uh, limited so that they're not, they're not in the way of
1: free up. If they okay,
0: or if they're in, if they're in a row, then they're all aligned. The Okay, there you go. So that's, um, that's my creation of the last couple of weeks. I, and I think also, look, there's that line about gaining weight. Like if you're a, a little, you have a little extra weight, there is an association emotionally and psychologically with sort of fat and happy, we're sort of a certain level of abundance in a certain way too. Of course, that can get taken to the other side of the fence too. You know what I mean? Where it's unhealthy. But I do think there's a certain Five to that, she said. He had said that he had put on, he had put some, on some weight, it's like 25 pounds in the last two months. Right. The doctor. Yeah. Hmm? Oh, you. He, I okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'm, uh, uh, I'm just like kind of just wide-eyed, impression.
1: i And
0: enjoying the food. Right. See, that's another. another A lot part. of it is the enjoyment of life. You know, what one, yeah. ten yeah. years before my my dad had passed, he had all kinds of illnesses. He had gout. He had. Uh, It's said mesothelioma in a number of different issues. And I I said to my siblings, if you want dad to stay around longer, we have to meet every year in our family reunions because he would look forward to those. And the other part is just food. Like he likes to eat and he likes to, you know what I mean, he enjoys himself a lot, you know, and uh, he lived 10 more years, way beyond the length of all of his siblings. And, you know, he just lived because he looked forward to the family reunions. He, eight he was happy and and more fulfilled so he could also you know overcome some of the body stuff i don't think he could get get rid of the illness you know entirely because he also had a very strong belief system in in traditional medicine and other factors as well too so when you're talking about something like turmeric and and looking at these other things as well too i do think that contributing factors to healing Mm -hmm. i mean i always think that like when you take if you take an herb, not only does it like affect your body, but it
1: also changes your beliefs. I love when you said that about the when you were taking the Chinese medicine, Yeah. so that all these insights were coming to you, and you were attributed to the, like working with the herbs. Totally. Like
0: every time I have acupuncture and I'm laying on the table with all these needles in me, it just feels like now the system's moving again. I can feel like that the energy in the system is now. It was like the, the tra- it was its traffic, and it was not. So I can just feel like the lines are going back to, you know, shifting into the right way again. Like I had gotten jammed up in this part. I would gotten jammed, you know what I mean? And so that's why it works so effectively for me. Uh, And anyway, so I think.
1: Alignment again. Yeah. That's funny. Right when you said traffic, I was just thinking like any time in life when you're going through like like, you feel that resistance or you feel congested, like, in a situation. Imagine how you'd handle yourself in traffic. Like, you know it's going to pass. You know that the car's going to start moving at some point. Like, all you can do is sometimes sit there in your car, be patient, go to some good music, do meditation or something. Like, find that life situation. And, like, because you're there in that car no matter what. You can choose to make it enjoyable or you can choose right. to make it, you know, a living hell in that position for, you know, two hours, three hours or whatever.
0: Yeah, right. It's eventually, it's, it's eventually going to move, but I, I, I do. I think there's a lot. I mean, a big part of, of what we've been talking about, just sort of catching anyone up that's listening to us here, is we're, we're looking at obviously creating new beliefs around money and finances and abundance in general. And, you know, we're saying new beliefs. A lot of what we're discussing is bringing us back to beliefs that we had. in kids and we were younger before the society told us to stop thinking in a magical, positive, uplifting way because life sucks and it's difficult (laughs) and all the stuff that we bought. So at one level, that's a big part of of what what we're doing. But the other thing is we are talking a lot about catching the impediments that we've created for ourselves. So you have to do both of those things to me, in that sense. So both of those together are a winning combination shift
1: the game. You just made me think about this dream that I had the other the other night. I was running somewhere with somebody and all of a sudden we went to go down this staircase. It was like opening up a gate, run down the staircase and I thought we were going to be okay all of a sudden and I <laughs> saw a like an outdoor type of chair. And as soon as I saw the chair I was like, oh shit. And I looked up and this great dame comes The tan one comes flying at it and I turn around to the person like looking up the stairs and just said to them run and they booked it out I I don't know if it it might have been you I don't know if it it just ran their ass off I get halfway up the stairs and I think I'm holding on to something and all of a sudden I realize I'm not going to be able to run and this dog I went to turn around to like stop it from hitting me and my hand went right in its mouth and I could feel like the teeth and I had it sitting like this and I thought, Okay, this has to be done very differently. If I'm gonna get out of this, this has to be done very differently. And so I just relaxed my hand and relaxed my body and said, I may lose some fingers here, but (laughs) and I just kept staring at the dog and kept thinking like you such a cute dog. Aren't you such a cute dog? And didn't do anything, and he started completely relaxing his grip. And I started to pull my hand out and woke up like that because I (laughs) I didn't even want to know anymore. I just got to get out. And I just thought that was so interesting. Something you said just reminded me of that, that there was something where I'm deliberately communicating to myself that when something is going to seem one way, handle it completely different don't go the normal route to do it and i think that's the consciousness of like we have an effect on what's going around or not happening to us but the situations that we're in
0: we have an effect
1: in managing how they go i think that's realizing the power of our creating the reality like it's that relationship between us and whatever outside situation perceiving the outside one of the tapes i just listened to that um Hicks. What was the name again? Abraham. Abraham Hicks, but Esther was, so Abraham was explaining that Jerry and Esther had gone through this thing and she, you know, trying to justify that it, you know, but he shouldn't be doing it this way. It's mine and I want him to do it another way. And Abraham kept trying to explain how Esther was 50% of the situation, no matter how they both agree that he wasn't going to do this thing, even when Jerry does it. The fact that she sees him as being the type of person that always does it now is contributing to him being the type of person that always does it now. And so the more and more I keep listening to the tapes and the, and the reading is there is absolutely no way out of not being 100% responsible for everything that's happening. Right. It's, you just you cannot really be blaming other people. And so that's liberating. Yeah. Yes, it is liberating. There's no more victim. There's no more. It happened to me. There's no more. Now, yes, I could walk across the street and somebody could hit me by the car. They could have been drunk, whatever. I was there. I was in the street. I didn't, some instinct knew that car was coming. I didn't, listen, I chose to step off. Who's to say that me getting hit by the car was a bad thing? It it could have been something that needed to happen in my life or that you just wanted to experience for whatever reason, <laughs> too broken like yeah. <laughs> Right. But it's that same concept. It's that same concept over and over and over again. It turns this into me. Magician? What's that? We're like all magicians. And yeah. just don't know what to do with this one. <laughs> well,
0: that's the, the archetypal parts of, of, of tarot cards are the, the food card is the zero image, the number zero. And that's about the enthusiasm and the excitement that comes up when you get turned on by something. Learning, if you have a job opportunity, you know, that's just the pure adrenaline of, oh, my God, what if But the, the second or the number one card is going zero and one is the magician. And that gets into the, they used to call that the alchemist, that gets into the whole excitement of the tangibility of creating it. Looking at, you know, the pool is just based on the idea of just the dumb excitement of pure adrenaline
1: itself. And which potential energy. you
0: got and the possibilities. The, and, and, yeah.
1: To the magician, is the actual Right.
0: Magician is the, the, the process of, of tangibly putting
1: it in motion. Okay, wait a minute. Putting like in it, the pool is, is supplying the desire. The memory, yes. Right? And, and generating the excitement of creating through ideas. Right. How do you relate the magician to what? So you're saying to the tangible, but what right. is? Because this one's got the energy. Right. You're saying like this what's one. Going? Yeah. what's well, what doing with it because this one is now vibrating. Right. At what's being created? The,
0: right? the the alchemist or the the magician is now the, the male energy of of actually insertion of the the technique. The, the you know when when any little boy gets this, if you get a chemistry set. When you're a kid, you're, like, so excited about blowing things up, <laughs> and, and, you know, I would say for women, they can equally get excited about that. Or maybe it's, you know, without having sex, it's makeup or something else. Yeah, too
1: late, concerned. you already did. I so
0: <laughs> I have some Archie Bunker comments we're going to make anyway later. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> fun. But, so, but that's that the tangibility of directing the energy. And then the, the, the number two card is the high priestess. Which is the feminine energy, which brings up the idea of drawing it to you. So the male that's energy, the you got it. that's the receptive and and, and, and visualizing it and, and seeing it and and so all of these things.
1: You, you so that's supposed to represent the trine.
0: Yeah, well, it, I mean, it, it's all a, it's all an archetypal process. In other words, every single thing we're all going to do this at different points. So
1: we all we all uh, have the archetype of the fool, magician, of high priestess. So it's like. We first start with that pure potential, and we could utilize right. the magician energy, and then allow the high priestess to draw it. Yes, the energy to
0: like draw the the, the the details of it. The your your spirit guides helping you. Your higher self bringing something into play. Framework two, from from the set material. And then if you keep going further with it, then you have the empress card that follows, which is a feminine energy, and just pure abundance, where everything you touch turns to gold. Your Magnetic to creation itself. You are creation. You, you know, you're. Do you have it written
1: down anywhere?
0: Yeah, I have notes on it from a book I started like seven years ago on on the cards. So I just never finished it. There's tons of those things, by the way, <laughs> which someday might actually be finished.
1: I would, I would uh, love to like. But yeah. Or a YouTube video or something. Yeah,
0: it, it's it's all. I mean, it, it's 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 archetypal in that sense as well too. But getting back to the magician thing, that is the excitement of the tangibility at at one level of directing energy period you know if you see a magician holding a wand the whole idea is directing that energy so but yeah i mean then you can go through all 22 of them if you wanted to also and look at all these different complexities that begin to surface as you you start off as a fool And then the 22nd card is the world card and universe card, which is the adults. You've grown up, you're mature, you have the power. You are, you are, you know, if you take it from an astrological angle, when you're younger, Saturn is, well, Saturn is the thing that is obstruction to you when you're, that makes you fearful or cautious. And then when you get older, Saturn is your boy. Saturn's your thing. Saturn's the thing that you're strong and confident in and you, that's like the world universe card, that final thing You're just like nothing bothers me. I'm totally <laughs> smart. i you know I mean, I've got plenty of knowledge. You know, I mean I don't again, I'm waiting in traffic, I don't really care. Yeah. I'll, I'll take this as an opportunity to listen to an Abraham Hicks tape or music at this point in the game. I'm not gonna be rallying against how stupid the world is. <laughs> and, you know, who cares? You know what I mean? It's like the like The other day, one of my, my friends uh, had met her out on a Friday night, and we had hung out and smoked a cigar, too, and had just hung out. And then I was going to do something with a different buddy of mine on Sunday, and she she texts me, and she's like, Hey, um, there's an event at a cigar place on Saturday night. Do you want to go? I'm like, there's no chance I'm going out three <laughs> nights in a row. Like, I'm going to sit home and watch TV and just veg. She's like, Oh, you're such a baby. I'm like... I don't see it as missing anything now. There's just balance now. I don't want to, you know. I could go out three nights in a row when I was 22. I'm 54. I, that sounds terrible to me. You know, I like the idea of, of some type of balance. I don't see it as restriction. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, but uh,
1: where's your Saturn? Aquarius.
0: Aquarius. Yeah.
1: I think that's yours too. I think it would be yours as well.
0: What year were you born, right? What year? Yeah. 47. So, well, no, Saturn changes signs every 29 years. So this definitely would be an Aquarius. I know that this is a a fellow astrologer is with us in the group as well. So this is where we jump jumping all that astrological information. But but Saturn in Aquarius, you have that as well, too. When I was younger, I had a fear of my peers in a way. In other words, I didn't have confidence in social larger social group exchange it was something that I was uncomfortable with and fearful of now that I'm a thousand <laughs> I don't not only am I not uncomfortable with it like I just, to some extent thrive on it I don't I mean I have no problem with anything I
1: mean, you're speaking to a large yeah
0: I could care less it means nothing to me you know what I mean that's just, the difference of talking to one person and talking to 400 means nothing you know in that sense, what does it matter but when you're younger it matters a lot you you know
1: See, the most, one of the most impactful things that I had of reading my own chart was, I don't know if I have the numbers right, but I think it was Saturn Aquarius in the 29-degree thing, called right. the critical degree. That was, that was one of those things that I almost felt like crying a little bit of relief because the characteristics of that made me feel, I felt like I was insane. I felt like I was going crazy sometimes. That I was just making up shit in my head to satisfy myself. And then I read that thing, and I was like, that's exactly what's going on. I had no, well, I'm just normal. <laughs> this is just completely normal. Normal for who you are? Yeah, exactly. It's was, it was quite a relief.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that, to me, that's a big part of the value of astrology. It's just the satiation of understanding who you are, that you're not crazy that your focuses, your priorities are very different sometimes from other people's in terms of what, what matters. I've always said that I have a lot of true clients in a conjunction in my fifth house. So romance and play and gambling and risk-taking and adrenaline and creativity, I mean, these are a big part of the lifeblood for what makes me live. I, 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 went, to, I went to college for two years for advertising, art, and marketing, <laughs> not because I wanted to get into the field, because being artistic came so easily to me. I'm good at it. I mean, it was like, okay, I want to be a child for a couple more years. is <laughs> a long time, childhood's short, so let me get knowledge, do something fun and easy in a way that I'm good at. But I knew I wasn't going to go into that field, but I did it anyway. People are like, are you insane? <laughs> I did it for the adrenaline of the game, of the excitement of it, and, and it has been useful to me in, in business. I'm, I mean, I know how to market. Yes. Most people in my field have no ability to tangibly, practically market because they're Intuitive. I can do both of those things because of the training, but I didn't do it because I cared about a degree. Mean anything to me? I knew that anyway. In art, if you wouldn't get a job in an art field, they're not looking at your degree. They're looking at your portfolio. They're looking at the work that you do. Right? Know. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It's like it's great if you did go to school. That's beneficial, but they're not going to ask whether you got your degree or not. Mm. And technically, I didn't. I failed one class. and never got my associate's <laughs> degree in advertising or marketing. Everyone was like, aren't you going to go back to take the class again? I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. Nope. Well, I don't care. You look like you have a diploma. What does it mean? I do not mean that much to me, you know? <laughs> anyway.
1: That's <laughs> well, interesting you say that because my Saturn is in Sagittarius. And it's like, even now, I'm becoming more Sagittarius in the third house. So the third, like, right. Like, communications and... Uh, environment
0: and uh, becoming more comfortable with that. Yeah, I would think Sagittarius set chairs, could make you a cautious storyteller. In other words, that might be you might be too concerned whether you're delivering your story correctly, whether you're funny enough, whether you're you know what I mean and then the good news is, again, remember when you get older. i
1: sharing my philosophy, my personal. Yes,
0: your philosophy, opinion, and, and your point of view. For
1: you being criticized. Right. Like, absolutely. Judged.
0: And third house is very direct in terms of base information share, but trust me, when you get even the older you get, the more. <laughs> like I said, I when I think of Saturn and Aquarius, for me, like I was uncomfortable with the fact that I was eccentric. Now it's everything to me that I'm eccentric. I don't. Why would anybody ever be normal? There would be nothing more boring than trying to maintain the status quo at one level. It mean, terrified me. that so they must fit here. You know what I mean?
1: And that's interesting because even that's a vibration. I feel like this material is like growing us out of that mold and that vibration that we're so like, that subtlety is like normal, like the doctor, like he's like in that frame of mind. And he doesn't like venture out of that concept of healing. So maybe you're actually helping him to see things differently, too. Oh, wow, yeah. Certainly. Sure. Yeah. Like your presence in his life is opening his mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he can't figure me out. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks I should be scared shitless. Right. And I come in smiling all the time. I, gotta an anomaly, sure. I, gotta you, right. I got to tell you, i got no anxiety. Just just going in there.
1: And yeah, blowing his mind, he's like, no, this is how it's supposed to go. This is how they're supposed to feel when they get this information. And
0: it's like, it's not happening here. But see, that's the value of the belief that you can't lose. And so if you're going through life and like, oh this is difficult, but this is going to lead me to something beneficial anyway, at one level or another. So, you know, the part of you is that, that is, you're just there's a part of you that's, one, you are healthier in a tangible sense. And two, you're believing in that now. It's becoming less questionable to you in one level another, so yes, you are an anomaly. you sure how many people are coming in there with the idea that what if I don't get healed what if i you know you're not you're not doing that, I think for the most part, right or not at all well there's right. a, yeah, I'm doing none of that, yeah, and so there's a lot of that precludes a lot of conversations, so for example, I mean, you know radiation um of radiation it's really hard to pinpoint it does other damage you know like the the culinaries things like that so there's that to talk about right right, and to worry about and and then there's uh, the hormonal approach which is you
1: don't want which is
0: which is (laughs) medical castration that's what it is and um and then there's all kinds of irreversible effects right.
1: that happen from that as well. For five percent. For five percent for a five percent increase in survival. Oh
0: yeah, for a five percent increase in survival. Rate. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not I'm not liking that math though. <laughs>
1: <don't>
0: no. Not <laughs> really great math. And then chemo, you know, chemo can kill you all in it and of itself. <laughs> and, and then what's the difference? What surgery, surgery. Then you're talking total incontinence. This, walk, walking around with a diaper, yeah, yeah, a a diaper. A, You know, or a, a, you know, a catheter <laughs> going down your leg. Right. Which sounds oh, terrible. It's, right. so there's a lot of conversations I don't have to have with them, <laughs> you know, about Those kinds of issues and drugs. I, we don't. Drugs is a non-starter. He doesn't get to talk to me about drugs. so that refuse any? It's
1: like, how do I talk to this guy?
0: <laughs> right. Which is which is we, just, we just talked talk about Christmas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And his family—he's 83 actually. He lost his he lost his wife uh, about a year ago. No, wow. about a year. Ago. So we talk about that.
1: Maybe yeah. Maybe yeah. you're more of his doctor than <laughs> you have yours. Yeah.
0: So one thing I'd like to uh, bring up—we were talking about you know talking about getting older and not caring about things as a result. Uh, and so, and earlier I was talking about getting rid of the, you know, what are the obstacles to, to abundance, let's say. And we're talking financial in all the areas. And while we were talking, a couple of experiences that I had when I was young, because you were talking about, you know, going to the fair, mm-hmm. and you saw this number eight and, and got this big big uh, lime green something, teddy bear,
1: something. What a few
0: days later, you went again with a friend. She got the orange and you told her what what to bet.
1: The number just got bigger.
0: Yeah, which is an amazing thing. That made me think about two experiences that I had when I was little. My dad um, first started giving me an allowance. It was like twenty-five cents, it's like three pounds. and I think I was about it's probably about seven or something. And this kid uh, from another neighborhood was kind of going by. And, uh, and Somehow I got into a conversation with him. He was on a bike, and he must have been bragging about my 25 cents. And he said, hey, if you give me that 25 cents, I'm going to come back here next week. I'm going to have 50 cents. I'm going to give you two quarters. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave, And he never showed up. And I just remember looking for him and like pining for him to return and telling my dad and because there was at one point I saw him on his bike and he was riding past and I went to one get my dad. He said, There you there you of course he quickened as he just like really started pedaling And get you know, got way off in the distance before my dad came back on. But that was now that I look back on it, I drew some conclusions that, uh, you know, about people that that people can screw me over. And I don't know that I've ever you know, dealt with that one. And
1: but it was particularly with money.
0: It was with money. And then there was another one that was either a year or two, one way or another, that um, I I loved cowboy stuff. And one Christmas, I got this um, double pair of six guns, you know, two holsters. I still have pictures of that. They show me off in the corner. The whole family is there. And I'm there with, my have two guns. Out, you know, <laughs> and I just loved them. And within, I don't know how much, after Christmas, how so much time elapsed, But one of the kids or a group of the kids in the neighborhood stole my guns. How they got them, I don't know. And they were, they were gone. And I was like devastated. And it, within um, some period of time I got told, Hey, we know where your guns are and we went back to this area back behind the houses where we lived were. There was a like a drainage ditch in there. And the guns were at the bottom of this drainage ditch was watering. They were they were just totally ruined. And I just remember that to this day that why would somebody do that to me? And that t- people are out to to take away my happiness. So because those occurred to me, and I haven't done any actual work with those, uh, it occurred to me while you were talking. So I'm going to mm-hmm. now have some focus on, let's say, re-neutralizing them, um, discovering what the belief is in there, you know, neutralizing that belief.
1: And the alternate
0: Possibility Feel oh, today. Right, because that's it. When, when you when you made a decision, first you reacted as if, why would someone take my happiness? Why would somebody do this? Then and that, that, that abliefs, the belief is people can a belief now forms that people
1: I, will on the watch
0: take people. your stuff and they will destroy it in that sense. So,
1: or if something means something to you, you're going to lose it. You might not it. Yeah.
0: And so, right now it's looking at whether that belief serves you at this point in the game. And says, I said, I have a client right now that had a session with me, uh, uh, last week and she hasn't paid me and she's not answering my emails. And, you know, in my younger days, my response to that would also be sort of a frustration and she used a service. And then she paid it wasn't that she was dissatisfied with it. She's kind of scamming me at one level or another. And, um, but now I'm reading it from a different perspective. One, um, she just may need time to do the right thing in that sense of coverage. And then, even if she doesn't, then that only happens maybe once or twice a year for me. I don't have to be in any type of discomfort about that. You know, in that sense, that's a, a range that I can handle. In the sense of somebody wrecking my stuff or stealing from me being unfair. If it's happening all the time, we have an issue. But once in a while you can have an issue surface in life but I'm not going to respond to it that much. It and you don't, yeah.
1: You don't know what, is, what might come of it. Like you could,
0: or whatever. Absolutely. So it's just a different, right. The, right, the, right. The same, you know, the, the, that same dynamic. I don't want to get, I, I don't want to, I'm not saying that we create such a Pollyannish world when nothing bad ever happens at one level another, but I think the word bad is incredibly subjective. And then I also think that if it's, Happening over and over and over again, then you're drawing it to you somehow in that sense, and that's where you have to start looking at at yes. I mean, every boy is going to go through something where someone wrecks your stuff. Well, yeah, one, probably, of the, one of the the impacts of that, I, that I, I'm realizing is that, you know we're we're in the business of financial right uh, betterment here, yeah. and that's uh, you know assuming we're dramatically successful in some of this, you know. Financial success.
1: You say that, but you already have it. We have it. It It It's already happened, happened.
0: right? Now I'm thinking I'm going to have to. um, I'm going to have to watch out for scanners, and that um, I'm not sure it's healthy for me to even show a conflict. But also, but didn't at another level. Because scammers do exist in the world. So they do exist. with teacher, right.
1: Evolve your right. way to, to protect
0: to You your know, values. I always sort of jokingly say I can spot a piece of shit coming. <laughs> We're allowed to say that, but we are PG-13s for the our radio show. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I've already said several
0: times. <laughs> you said it like tens of times <laughs> I know. So I always do PG-13, I know what's, what kind of stuff you is going to come out say of my mouth on occasion. <laughs> okay. But that being said, right, I'm... When the older I've got, and I, I can, I, listen, I can divine people's motives fairly, fairly easily in that sense. And, and again, if, if I let someone use me and take advantage of me, there's sometimes a part of me that will allow that to occur. But most of the time, nah, you know, go find someone else to, you know, to do that with. I'm not really interested in that particular story at, at this point in the game, but how else would I have learned that too? Yeah experientially. You know. So I mean, on the plus side, I mean, as we're talking here, you know, there's a certain skill aspect to it. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: that kind of perkness.
1: Well, it's developing the well, skill sets for yeah. the realizations for the reality that we've all agreed to.
0: True, uh, that will come in handy.
1: Because there
0: will be people that will probably try to be like that kid,
1: like, oh, yeah, let me double that. And you're like, hmm, been through this one before. I'm okay. Yeah, I lost a quarter back then. <laughs> well, I'm on it. You, you, were rich <laughs> with, I'm
0: on. you were rich with a quarter back then. And yeah. when you get rich with a, a couple of million in <laughs> the next year or two, yeah. Yeah. a couple of million or so, or more, Yeah. Um, you're going to have a heightened awareness of scammers. I had I a number up. come to me uh, just before I woke up yesterday morning. 1.6 million. Almost a billion.
1: Billion, I think. If you were <aligned> lying with me. <laughs> <laughs> <It> was, <okay.
0: laughs> was 1.6 yesterday morning. That number was just there.
1: Just all right, there. focus on it. Okay. I, oh, okay. I wanted to say something that hit me about what you were saying earlier. I was talking about it all keeps coming down to. Being aligned with the thing that we're trying to create. And then immediately what we all seem to start dealing with is this idea of imposed belief systems, society, agreed realities, whatever, all of that kind of stuff. And that we are trying to peel away some of that as the barrier to helping us. But the other, helping us align with it. But the other thing that I realized why this is probably so prevalent that everybody has a hard time aligning with the thing that they want is because in order to do that, this is just my belief here, in order to align with how I've expanded, I have to maintain authenticity because my alignment, that vortex, my vibration is specifically tuned to me. And the more I keep trying to blend with a societal idea, the more I keep trying to vibe with a group that may not be aligned with my vortex or manifestation, the more challenging that becomes. And so trying to belong to a crowd fights against your manifestation sometimes, I think, and staying focused on being authentic which then you receive the inspired action that is specifically divine, divine you know, divine, designed for me and not make comparisons to anybody else's decisions or if something happens bad. Like I have to maintain authenticity. Now, of course, I know I'm an Aries thing. But I have to maintain the authenticity to maintain the vibe to the level I expand it. I don't even like saying have to, but...
0: So what what would happen if
1: you what,
0: what what would you look like or sound like if you weren't being?
1: I don't know. I have a hard time not being. I'm just saying, in theory, what? with the vibration, okay. the necessity of vibrating with the item that you or want to manifest physically that you've already created. Well, you can take that into like your parents. I think we watched that. Where that woman talked about how as kids we give up our authenticity to please our parents or to right. get approval. Right. So it's like that's a huge uh, area of life where that plays out. So it kind of seems like authenticity is a shorter route that has way more benefits. It's like taking the expressway a lot more instead of all these stops that have nothing to do with you that you don't need to and get off on.
0: There's a lot of benefits. That's a good Yeah, but I I think you. You use the group for a while because they're similar aligned thoughts, and then you may stay with that group for a while if the thoughts are similar and other times you wander away from them to other groups that are now more in alignment with your with your vibe, but you're right. I still think it boils down to you know the group reflecting your authentic self anyway. to to some degree.
1: Right. Not me trying to see the identity of the group and fit myself into it. I just allow myself to become harmonic to them or not. Which is interesting. Your south node is Aquarius and your north node is Leo. So your south node would be Aquarius. That was your like old go-to. Now it's Leo, which is like, I'm me. Yeah. This is it. In the group. Not you are the group. (laughs) Oh, I I get it. Your identity isn't the group.
0: That's very literal. Okay, so where? So hey, thanks for joining us today. We're gonna to continue our conversation for just a little bit, everybody. Uh, hope you uh, hope you. I know you're sort of catching this, the side elements of of a conversation, but uh, but yeah, we touched on a lot of stuff today. So uh, we'll be back again in a month uh, for another uh, another show. And uh, feel free to join us. And and uh, happy Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and a prosperous New Year ahead for all our listeners. Ooh, Cheers. Hehehe <laughs>